1: Welcome, welcome, welcome. If you want to run with the game changers, you're in the right place. We're here at SAP Sapphire Now 2017. I'll cut to the chase. Smart people are here to talk about digital business disruption, digital transformation, making the world run better. And I am here with my special guest today, Dan Bormalini, VP of Business Development and Consumer Strategy at Vendavo. But before I introduce Dan formally, I want to tell you we're going to be talking about what's keeping today's C-suite awake at night. And I have an interesting quote from a gentleman named Jesse. C. Davis from RingDNA.com. It was a blog two years ago. Listen up. We doubt anyone ever chose to be a B2B sales rep because it seemed easy. So we just set the stage. We're talking about B2B. We're talking about sales. Well, when you think about retail today, you think about omni-channel. Come on, you know you can buy something on your iPhone. You can go to, if it's still around, a retail store. You can go to a brick and mortar. You can do it through all kinds of ways. And you want to make sure that pricing is consistent. Why should you get a discount in one place and not in the other from the same company? So let's flip the switch and go from retail to B2B, and B2B is omni-channel now. We're going to find out from Dan, and the goal is to get pricing consistent across the channels. With that, I welcome Dan Bromelini. Dan. Hi, how are you? Thank you for joining me. Thanks for me. having me, Are bye. you enjoying Sapphire? I am very much, thanks. Good. I need to know a little bit about your company, Vendavo. What does the name mean, and, and what do you do, and how long have you been around?
0: Yeah, so Vendavo, uh, the name actually came originally from the Latin root for pricing, or for uh, to sell. and Vend- uh, the End, v- the D. Okay. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, Got so it. that's originally how the the name came. And uh, we do uh, B2B price optimization and uh, pricing analytics, essentially.
1: So talk to me, Omnichannel. Was I right that we're we're accustomed to Omnichannel in retail? So how did B2B get to be Omnichannel? I need to know. Yeah, sure. So uh,
0: it's interesting because over the last maybe three to five years, I think – you know, as you talk about things flipping and things changing, uh, pricing really has changed uh, dramatically in that period of time. So you start, uh, you look back three or four years ago, three or uh, four or five years ago, and really what you would see is pricing being part of the back office, pricing being something Mm -hmm. that uh, uh, internal organizations would do and really uh, lived as a back office function. And over the last number of years, that's really flipped. And now what we see is uh, pricing being part of the uh, commercial organization, the front office organization, and that's really been driven by uh, the availability of all of this price information across channels. So uh, you start to see uh, organizations that have uh, pricing um, you know, coming through distribution networks on the line or online. You see uh, web pricing coming in, and before these mm-hmm. organizations used to control that pretty tightly. Now they don't have the ability to do that.
1: So can you give me an example in the real world? Could be one of your customers, could be somebody you met here at Sapphire, could be a partner, um, an example of, of an item or a, a goods or something part of supply chain, for example, that might have different types of pricing. Anything you could give us in real world sure. example?
0: Yeah, actually a uh, couple of different things. So sure. we have customers who sell um, chemicals and those mm-hmm. chemicals can be sold into a variety of different applications. Some of them are industrial applications and others are medical applications. And obviously if you're selling some of these chemicals into medical applications, the price for that chemical can be dramatically different. Uh, Two, three, four X the price of selling that exact same chemical compound into an industrial application.
1: Really? So, at what point would somebody who is buying this be aware? That there are different prices on different parts of the channel. Mm-hmm. Because, in order for somebody to say, wait a minute, how come it's, it's 3x here and it's 4x there? They would have to know that. So, are they looking at it at different entry points into the purchase process? Help me out with this.
0: Yeah, so, uh, you know, uh, coming back to your original theme about what keeps uh, the C suite up at night, I think this is uh, effectively the problem. Because what yeah. you see is, uh, especially as, as some of these companies start to consolidate, they start to have visibility into all of these different prices that happened. Uh, initially across multiple different enterprises and now you know one of the customers uh, started uh, was buying some of these uh, products in, in one enterprise and that enterprise merged with another and now they have visibility into all of these different price lists and they start to say or all of these different prices and they start to say wait wait well, why am I paying three or 4x for exactly the same product in one division just because it's a different application so this is where you start to have this key challenge really across mm-hmm. omni-, omni-, omni omni-channel pricing because you you have these people who before had no visibility into this and all of a sudden they see everything.
1: So this must make procurement a very hard job today. <laughs> I think it's procurement who's staying awake at night saying wow, yeah. company X merged with company Z and, and they've got a partnership with company W and all of a sudden we found out if you go here you can get the price here and there and there and of course they want to optimize the value and the efficiency yeah. of their pricing mechanism as well as get the, the bottom line, the yeah. best price. Five minutes, good. We know you have to catch a a plane or a train. I know you have a car waiting for you. Um, I'm just going to give you an opportunity to tell us a little bit more, anything else you want our listeners to know about Omnichannel in B2B and how your company impacts that and and your relationship with SAP.
0: Sure. So, uh, so we're a SAP solution extension partner. Mm -hmm. So our product is resold, uh, by SAP as one of SAP's products. But I think, um, the, the, uh, fundamental challenge I think most of our customers face and most companies in this space isn't really a pricing challenge. It's a commercial excellence challenge. And I think back to uh, a, a discussion that I had relatively recently with a commercial lead at one of our customers. Mm-hmm. And he said, you know, we for many years would have customers who uh, whose procurement organizations would say we need to have uh, three different Prices, three different quotes for the same product so that mm-hmm. we can you, actually go through the procurement cycle. And uh, he said, you know, so all the procurement people would do is call our company three times because we would always give them three different prices depending <laughs> oh on the person my. who you talk to. And so those are the challenges that, you know, used to be acceptable because yeah. uh, pricing was, you know, and, and, and what someone paid for something really wasn't as uh, available from a data mm-hmm. uh, standpoint. And now all of that information is available. And so those are the challenges that we're solving with our customers to make sure that, uh, that there's a com- there's transparency in the way customers do business with their customers, our customers do business with their customers, and gives them the ability to ensure that the same answer mm-hmm. is being given regardless as to whether or not that's coming through the web, coming through a person at a branch location, coming through a salesperson who's negotiating a sale with the customer.
1: So if, if, uh, if Mary, a procurement person, changed her voice and her glasses and her hair and called <laughs> up three times. This is Mary. This is Mary. This is Mary. <laughs> she would still get the same price. That's right? exactly God right. God bless you, Mary. Yeah. So I have two quick questions for you. I know you're in a hurry. We are really, really honored that you took the time yeah, no, to I'm speak thrilled to with us. Here. Well we're we're thrilled too. Uh and I, I like your smile. There yeah. you go. We got that. So see you tell somebody yes. So question is how far did you come to come to Sapphire? Where'd you come from? I came from New York City. Oh, me? I came from Long Island. Oh, did you really? Yeah. Yeah. Did you take a direct flight to Orlando? I did, yeah. How did it go? Uh, uh,
0: Surprisingly uneventful. Me too. Uh
1: (laughs) Thank God. (laughs) Yeah,
0: which is a a trick in the New York area these days. I
1: know. It's a trick in any area these days. And second question is, how many Sapphires have you attended, including this one?
0: Including this one? I believe this is my seventh or eighth Sapphire.
1: Oh, my. Well, you know what? We were holding an informal contest on who had attended most. You're kind of just below the middle of the pack. Of course, you're still special to us. We had somebody who claims they were claims they were 26 oh Sapphires. They've been working at, for their company 22 years, and they said in the beginning, Sapphire was held twice a year. Can you imagine yeah. that? So I want to say, Dan Bormellini, thank you so much. Wish you a great flight Bonnie, back. I'll be going me. back tomorrow. But wait a minute. We're going to wave, and I'm going to do my call to action. Fasten your seatbelt. What are you waiting for? Go out and be a game changer today, just like Dan, just like Vendavo. Change the world. We'll talk to you soon. Let's wave. Bye-bye.